your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Monday late evening episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. I'm actually recording this at 10 o'clock uh, p.m. Eastern time. Yes, um, basically 30 minutes right after the game. I was actually watching one of my shows um, before it ended. Today's episode is brought to you by Bill Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You can go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. And with that, the Penguins, um, since I last spoke to you all, they have won two more games. That is now six wins in a row for the Pittsburgh Penguins, 12 consecutive points. They are still in third place in the East Division, five points up on the Boston Bruins. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about that Buffalo game for this episode. They did what they needed to do. Jake Gensel got a huge goal um, in the power play uh, late in the second period, and then they added two empty netters thanks to Sidney Crosby and Mark Jankowski. They shut out the Sabres for the fifth time. The Sabres, that was their fifth shutout. Um, well, Sabres were shut out for the fifth time this season, and then, of course, they got shut out tonight by the Capitals, 6-0. Uh, so now they have been shut out six times um, this season, and there's still 30 games left. So that's pretty embarrassing for them. Um, overall, you know, they did what they needed to do against Buffalo. Like I said, they're 2-0. And then coming in tonight against Boston, this was a huge two-game series, a back-to-back um, with that. And the Penguins, they took care of business. They won the game 4-1 to over the Bruins. This has always been a home-and-home um, series for as long as I can remember. The Penguins have not won in Boston since 2014. I am 23 years old right now, people. They have not won in Boston since I was 16 years old. Basically, I was a sophomore, junior in high school. I am now a college graduate. So it has been that long since the Penguins have won in Boston, but I also cannot remember the last time um, that Boston won in Pittsburgh. It's got to be, I think, at least three to four years now. I don't think it's getting back to 2014, but the Penguins play Boston very well at PBJ Paints Arena. They did so again tonight. They get to 12-2 and at home at PBJ Paints Arena. I believe that is um, number one in the league um, for the best home record um, for any team. So, you know, it's kind of like an old CenturyLink field when Seattle used to be dominant with the Legion of Boom with the Seahawks and Russell Wilson and all those. But um, the Penguins just play a lot different at home. I know tonight it wasn't the strongest defensive performance. They gave up over 40 shots. I think it was closer to 45, if I'm not mistaken. But Tristan Jari was a brick wall. Um, I tweeted it tonight on my Twitter account. You can follow me, of course, at Hunter Hodes. Um, this is probably the best I have seen Tristan Jari play um, through his entire career. I know he had that big 16-game stretch last season in the first half, which got him to be an NHL All-Star. But, All-Star excuse me. but what we're seeing right now is a completely different goalie and I shouldn't maybe that's not the word I should use but I say different in a good way because you can just see um just how well his game is um right now I mean his side to side movement um he's not giving up a lot of rebounds he's dominating the high danger chances you saw Boston dominating early on in the game and I think the shots were like 10 to 4 um for the first 5 to 10 minutes but Jari was right there um basically every single time I know they gave up that early goal um, to the Bruins on the power play, but Jari really didn't even get a chance to see it because I think it was almost like a double screen. But after that, um, Jari was just, he was a sensational, and that's another outstanding performance. He was 977 tonight, so 42 saves on 43 shots. And if you look at his um, game log lately, um, just look at how well you know he's been playing. You know, at Buffalo, 913. Um, the Rangers game was 943. I know he had a couple 
Um, eight, 860, 880 games but against the Flyers was 864. But before that, against Philadelphia on March 2nd, 952, 909, 909, 943, 969, 929. I mean, there's a lot of really above average performances, and you can add this one tonight to that list. Um, he is just on another level right now. And if they continue to get this level of goaltending, I, I know it's probably not going to last um, the rest of the season, that is what goal, that's how volatile goaltending is. Um, but you you ride this. You ride this for as long as you can. Sometimes you need your goalie um, to play this way um, to win games. You know, the Penguins, I thought they were mostly okay tonight. Now there's nothing special to their game. But their goalie got hot, and he won them the game. But, like I said, if he continues to play like this for a long period of time, um, this team's going to be a very tough out. And, and I know I tweeted um, after the game, I think if Ron Hextall and Brian Burke make a couple tweaks to this team, maybe they add a third-line center add another winger to the team because I think the, the fourth line obviously is a big concern. I mean, you saw Mark Jankowski reverting back to his usual ways tonight, playing like crap. Um, Colton Sevier almost undressed someone. Um, and I think it was the second period, if I'm not mistaken, almost had a highlight reel goal. But still, I mean, I don't want those guys playing every night in the Stanley Cup playoffs for the Penguins to make it. Um, but if they can just get a forward to play on that line, especially when McCann and Zucker come back, um, this team will be in such better shape going into the playoffs. I truly mean that there hasn't been a lot of trade speculation for the Penguins um, with four weeks to go before the trade deadline. I keep always tuning into Elliot Freeman's 31 thoughts to see if they have anything on the Penguins. They haven't had anything on Pittsburgh in um, quite a while now, but you know, someone that I, I saw people tweeting about today that I also talked about on the 412 sports talk with Chad um, and Jesse at the time, you know, Bobby Ryan makes a lot of sense. He's playing well with Detroit. I think he has six goals this year. Um, I listened today on the Freeman's 31 Thoughts. He said almost everyone in Detroit is available. If you want to go after Anthony Mantha, um, you look at his underlying numbers, um, and, and they're pretty remarkable. I know you obviously wouldn't play him in the top six, but um, if you look at his hockey viz charge at his isolated 5v5 impact, his offense has gone up virtually every year that he's been in the league since 2019, plus 6.9% expected goals for percentage, plus 14.6 last year, and then this year so far in the sample size with Detroit, plus 15.2 expected goals for percentage, and all of that red is in front of the net. I can retweet it, uh, or I can actually put it in the episode um, when I post it. And then defensively, um, the more negative you are, the better. Last season, minus 7.7 expected goals against. This year, minus 2.1. It's gone down a bit because the Red Wings are terrible defensively. But he's constantly been in the negative in the negative throughout his career. So he was a good shutdown defender, and he can contribute offense. And he would make a lot of sense for Pittsburgh if they truly want to go out and make a win-now move. And I think he's still under contract um, for a couple more years. I'm not mistaken, but I'm not really sure Brian and Ron wouldn't want to pay that price because I think Stevie Eisenman is going to ask for quite a bit. Um, if they do want to trade Mantha. That's mainly where I stand on this team right now. This team is good, folks. They're, they're fun. Um, they're playing their best hockey of the season. They're five points clear of Boston right now. If they can win Tuesday night against Boston and get to 13-2 at home, they'll be seven points clear of the Bruins um, with four matchups remaining against them. And the Penguins still have Buffalo six more times and New Jersey eight more times. So I think the Penguins will be in the driver's seat to at least get third in the Mass Mutual East Division. Yes, that is all absolutely hilarious. It is still called the Mass Mutual East Division. And honestly, um, it, there could be a chance that they could get second or even first in the East Division, though, with the Islanders and Capitals continuing to win. The Islanders have won nine in a row. Washington has won five in a row. Um, it is going to be hard 
um, to catch those teams. But still, um, I thought it was a, mostly a good effort tonight. You saw Sidney Crosby had another goal from a ridiculous angle. I still have no idea how he does this on a nightly basis. Uh, we're going to get to more of getting Malkin talk in the second segment. Evan Rodriguez gets his first goal. And, and one thing I will say about that goal um, shout out to Danny Shire Irving again. I know I shout him out on basically almost every podcast um, episode that I do for this show. Um, he had the tweet that I remembered. I, I didn't get the clip of it, obviously, um, but that was where he scored his first goal in a Penguin uniform this time last year against the New Jersey Devils. It was the final game the Penguins played before the season was paused. He scored from that exact same spot on the left-hand boards, and this one was like basically a flubber knuckler puck that got past Halak somehow. The other one was actually a really nice wrist shot. Um, but still, you know, t t things don't change sometimes uh, when, it when it comes to hockey. So still, that was really cool to see. Rodriguez scored that a goal in that same spot. I think that it was only his, what, his second career goal with the Penguins, if I'm not mistaken? Second or third? Um, it's not many. I think that was actually his first goal of the season um, with Pittsburgh. I can double check that real quick. And yes, it was his second goal of the season, four points in 12 games for Ivan Rodriguez. I think the other goal um, was scored against the Rangers earlier on in the season. Um, but still, like I said, it was nice of him to get on the score sheet finally for the first time since coming back. But still, we have a lot more to get to for this game, including the listener takeaways coming up later in this episode. Um, but first, let's just get to a commercial break and we'll continue talking about the game right after this. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So let's kick off this segment talking about, yes, Yevgeny Malkin because he is on another level right now as well. He is all the way back, got his um, 1100th point tonight in the NHL. Congratulations to him. Um, of the salary cap era, he is the second fastest player um, to reach 1100 points. He did it uh, even faster than Ovechkin did, I think in 43 fewer games, if I'm not mistaken. Sid, of course, obviously was number one. In that, and overall, I think he was the 18th fastest player to ever get to 1,100 points. Congratulations to Evgeny Malkin, one of the best players to ever play the game, um, the most underrated player I think of the salary cap era as regards to superstars. Um, people just don't give him the respect that he deserves, and he is just at another level right now. Like I said, I think he is now up to 10 points in to his last 10 games. He's averaging a point per game right now, regardless. Um, this is the best hockey we've seen him play since last season. I, I guess it took him a little while to get going with no training camp. It sucks that he didn't have that in some preseason games to really find his skating. Um, but you can see it very evidently now. He is skating with authority. He made a move on a Bruins defender, I think, late in the second period. Basically put the puck between his legs, skated around him, and fired it just wide of Halak. If he would have pulled that off, I think PPG Paints Arena, despite being, I think, only, what, 10% capacity on the roof, would have fallen off. And I think people around the world that are Penguins fans would have had to change their shorts or just fallen just face plant on the ground just because of how awesome that move was you know just when you see Gino doing stuff like that um you know he's in a groove um, just, like I said congratulations on his 1100th point and you know it, it makes this team that much scarier when he's in his groove like that and playing the way that we are accustomed to seeing him play throughout his Penguins career and yes, with a couple more tweaks to the lineup with Gino and Sid and the whole core and Tristan Jari playing like this, that will make the Penguins a true Stanley Cup contender for the rest of the season. Mark my words. We'll see what Ron Hextall and Brian Burke um, do the rest of the way. Jake Gensel gets an empty net goal at the end with less than a minute remaining. I think that is goals in four straight games now for Jake. I think that is his 11th goal on the season. Leads all Penguin forwards 
in goals. Congrats to Jake. I think that's his second longest goal streak for his career. He had five or, you know, excuse me, five straight games with a goal um, for his longest in his career. I think that was just a couple seasons ago in 2019. Um, he's always been one of the more underrated goal scorers in the league. I honestly think if you look around the league and you look at all the pure goal scorers in the league, and I know tonight was an empty net, but I'm just saying this in general. I don't think there are five better pure goal scorers in the league um, than Jake Gensel. Obviously, you know, they have Alex Ovechkin. He's the best goal scorer to ever live. I'm not going to compare Jake Gensel to Alex Ovechkin. You have Austin Matthews. He's awesome. Um, you have David Pasternak, who won the Rocket last year. He's awesome. Maybe Connor McDavid. Um, but outside of that, I mean, who's better at scoring goals these last few years than Jake Gensel? I mean, he's just been that good. He's been elite, um, if we're being even more correct here. And I don't think he gets the credit that a lot of people should give him. He's always able to find those soft spots right around the net. He's always been one of the better net front presences in the league. Again, something that he doesn't get a lot of credit for. I think some people will just say that because, well, you know, he plays with Sidney Crosby. He's on the top power play with a bunch of big guns. And it's like, who cares? Like the, the guy's an elite player. He's an elite goal scorer. And it's time people start treating him as a top five pure goal scorer in this league. I really do think that he is that good at scoring goals not just on the team, but league-wide. And of course, we saw it tonight with that empty netter to put the game away. Um, speaking for some other players, I thought Chris Letang played another fabulous game. He's not turning the puck over or anything like that. He's always making the right uh, reads. Brian Dumoulin, again, fantastic game from him. Um, his long reach is just so outstanding. And it's just a huge asset, especially on the penalty kill. I know the PK did give up a goal tonight, but overall, I thought it was a good night for them. They had that big penalty kill late in the third period where I think all four Penguin players were just standing out there by the end of it. I think they were out there for the full two minutes. March and Kelsey couldn't even move, but I mean, does he even move anyway? Um, Teddy Bluger and Brandon Tanev were not even on the ice for that PK, so that just goes to show you how bad it was, but the Penguins were still able to kill it off. It also helps that David Pasternak fans on a shot so you know you love to see that but the penguins pkers they were just so dead by the time that ended i was surprised that even though it went to 5v5 at the end that the penguins did not get scored on there tristan jari made a couple um 10 bell saves during that to preserve the two goalie we also got the nightly penalty from marcus Pedersen. he just loves to take penalties for some reason he keeps taking every penalty i think he takes is a delay of game penalty the penguins have got to lead the league i think in terms of taking a delay of game penalties throughout this season. They, they've got to be either leading the league or in the top three or something like that, just because I, it seems like they do it almost every game. Cody Cece, again, another great game from him. He's doing what you're expecting him to do. I, I saw some people talking about this today, and I think I'm on that board, that train as well. A two-year deal for Cece, $1.5 million per for the next two years as an extension? Who, who says no? I mean, maybe two years, $2 million per, I think is okay too, but I don't think anyone would say no to that with the level that he's displayed so far. Um, I think you have to bring him back. You know, that, again, shit that I never thought I would say during the 2021 season for the Pittsburgh Penguins is that I think they should sign Cody Ceci to a contract extension because he has been so good in a third pairing role. It's just, that's 2021 for you folks. Uh, Mike Matheson, fine. You know, he's not going to, he didn't wow me tonight. He didn't also make bad mistakes. So I think it was mostly okay from him. Other players... Brian Russ had another really good game. He's just so tenacious with the puck, especially on the forecheck. I thought Captain was good again. And just seeing his chemistry with Malkin um, on the same line is just something to behold. They almost had a highlight reel goal, I think, in the first period, but Captain and fanned on the shot. I think it was only five to ten minutes 
into the first period, I was like, oh man, if they would have scored on that, I would love to see um, the celebration that would have ensued with that. But if you also look at the expected goals for percentage tonight from the Penguins lines, Gensel Crosby Rust, a uncharacteristically not so good night, 42.5%, but with Jari playing well, you take that. The Sevier Jankowski Angelo line, everyone, that was their best line in terms of expected goals for percentage, 70%. Second best was the Malkin Rodriguez captain line at 56.8%, and then the Tanev Luger Aston Reese line at 12.8%. Yeah, you don't usually see them get caved in at even strength. You usually don't see them get caved in at all um, during a game, but that was just how well Boston was playing tonight. I mean, for a while there, it looked like Boston, if they were a team playing like they were embarrassed, um, on Saturday against the Rangers, where I think they've only put up 18 shots on net. They were shut out by a Rangers team that has been pretty bad this year. And again, um, blew a bad lead tonight against the Flyers. They were up, I think, one goal with 2.56 remaining. And then I think took a double minor and then lost the game in overtime because Keith Kincaid forgot to play goal. But that was a pretty good effort from the Bruins. And I doubt they're going to have that good of an effort tomorrow when their third or fourth string goalie plays. You probably got their best tonight. And now we're going to see how much of the legs the Penguins have tomorrow when they play them again. That game is on NBC Sports Network. Like I said, if the Penguins can get that win in regulation, they will be seven points clear of third place in the East Division. I don't think we – no one was saying this just three weeks ago, everyone. That is just how fast this season has turned for the Penguins. I don't really have any other thoughts on some more players. From this game, though, I did question why Jankowski was out killing penalties for the, for the full two minutes in the third period when they easily could have just put Chris Letang out there. He's probably one of their best penalty killers, and for him not to be out there at all was just pretty odd to me. Um, I guess uh, to wrap it up before the next commercial break, the power play. Again, another power play goal. Um, you can definitely see the wheels are in motion with that unit. I thought it was much better tonight, especially against the number one ranked penalty kill in the league in the Bruins. They were moving the puck very efficiently, getting a lot of good looks, and that Malkin... One obviously was cashed in for a goal. So going in the right direction for the power play. PK, I know they gave up a goal, but overall a good night for them. So I would grade the special teams around um, a B-plus tonight. I'm not going to give them an A, but I think a B-plus sounds just about right for the Penguins special teams. But, okay, before we do get to the next segment, it is time to talk about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. It has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up for. You can head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts with a promo code locked on. We also cannot forget about Built Bar Madness. Yes, that is still going. We are still trying to crown the best built bar ever for March Madness. And today's matchup is a good one. We have Mint Brownie versus Tofi Almond. I've been telling you all the Mint Brownie is one of the best ones. If you do not vote for Mint Brownie, um, I honestly just question your sanity at this point. But you can go to builtbar.com or built underscore bar on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. And you can check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So let's get to some listener takeaways. Um, and let's start with King Clarkie because I absolutely love 
um, Clark with sticking to his brand every time the Penguins went in to do the takeaways. Don't let a win streak distract you from the fact that Matheson is a forward. Yes, Mike Matheson is a forward. He will always be a forward. Iris AJ says, has Jari quietly become the one, one or two best goalie in the division? Honestly, right now, AJ, he's playing like it. He's playing a hell of a lot better than Carter Hart. And yes, I'm sorry to all the Flyers fans out there. Tristan Jari is a better goaltender than Carter Hart. Hart has stunk this year. And I don't know if we'll ever see him get to the level that Jari um, is displaying right now. But, you know, goalies are very voodoo. With that, but you know, if you look at the other goalies, I mean, the Rangers don't have a lot going for them right now. Obviously, the Devils and the Sabers not so good. Tugarask is, I think, he's probably the best goalie um, in the division. But the Islanders, I mean, I would put Tristan Jari over Semyon Varlamov and Ilya Sorokin right now, and I think Tristan Jari is also better than Vanacek and Salem Sonov for sure. So, but yeah, I would definitely put him, I think, as a top two goalie in the division right now. AJ says Penguins took their best shot in the first period and turned it back on them, and the rest of the, in the game win again tomorrow, and we are in great shape. Yes. They win tomorrow. Um, we may go on a long winning streak with three games against the Devils coming up and two against the Sabres. But, you know, let's not, you know, there's my knock on wood for everyone. So let's not jinx it just yet. Fry Time says Jolly was fantastic. Those saves during the Pens power play in the second were key. Great effort from the Stars as well. Solid win. Yeah, I agree with all that. You know, obviously the main thing is Tristan Jari is playing outstanding hockey. He made some really dazzling saves on those shorthanded opportunities. Thank you um, for reminding me of that. I forgot. I think the Bruins had one or two shorthanded breakaways or many ones in the game. And yes, great effort from Sid and Gino, both of them scoring in the same game. I think when they both score in the same game, the Penguins have like not even five regulation losses um through their overall careers when both score in the same game so it's basically almost an automatic win when both score in the same game alan teoder says huge win jari is so much fun to watch it seems like the big guys are all starting to want get hot watch out nhl not as boring as the one sabers game but not super exciting yeah i mean you're obviously not going to be bored to tears like you are watching the sabers i mean they just they're not even trying it looks like in any of their games but super as for super exciting yeah, it wasn't the most exciting game, but the Penguins, they did what they needed to do. They had the goalie get hot, and they got goals in a timely manner to win the game, despite being, I think, outplayed overall. Allen also says this team is way more fun to watch now than back in January, February. Yeah, you're telling me. This has been truly, this has truly been, excuse me, the March of the Penguins so far. Danielle from Locked On Flyers says Malkin is good. Yes, Malkin is very good, so thank you. And, you know, congrats on your win tonight danielle i'm sure we have to do a crossover with locked on with you guys the locked on flyers podcast um when the pens and flyers play again um big red says tristan jari is one shot away from being considered elite on the year and honestly i don't think i can argue against that um he has been elite for the last four weeks I and mean, if he's elite for the rest of the season um i think jari is going to start getting some vesna love I really think that. I know the numbers right now don't show it, but his numbers can rebound enough, I think, over the next eight weeks where if he's continuing to play at a high level, it doesn't even have to be this high, 977, but if he's playing at a 930 level these next eight weeks, I think a lot of people are going to give him some Vezina love, and rightfully so. He's been one of the best goalies in the league um, for the last month. Nathan Farewell says, obviously you can't expect Jari to stay this good all season long. Yes, of course, with the goaltending. Um, being voodoo and all that, but I hope we can get him on a high again when the playoffs are about to start because a goalie this hot could really bring you far. Absolutely, Nathan. Th that is how the Penguins won these three cups um, in the Sid and Gino era. I know Flurry wasn't as hot in 2009 than he was in 2008, but uh, he was plenty good enough for the Penguins to win that year. It was also 
one mainly because Sid and Gino both had over 30 plus points in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But in 2016, you had Matt Murray playing at a 925 level. In 2017, you had Murray and Flurry playing at a 930 level. And that is how a lot of teams can win Stanley Cups. You saw this past year with the Dallas Stars. They rode Anton Hudobin to the Stanley Cup final because of how well he was playing. You know, all it takes is a hot goalie. Like you said, Nathan, if a goalie gets hot, that can do virtually everything for a team, especially if you have the contending pieces ready to go win another Stanley Cup. I mean, you saw almost Thatcher Demko almost will the Canucks this past uh, playoff season um, to a seven-game series against the Golden Knights before Vegas' talent took over. Um, finally, we'll end with Alex Stevens. Am I allowed to say that we've turned a corner now? Yes, Alex, I think we are allowed to say that. Six in a row would allow that. Granted, we played a few games against Buffalo, but we're showing more consistency than earlier in the season. Yes, I fully agree with you. This team right now is showing, I think, that they can be special. Uh, that's six in a row. I know the two of them are against Buffalo. They beat the Rangers in two more, but they beat a really good Bruins team tonight. I know the Bruins are struggling, but this team is likely going to make the playoffs. I, I would be stunned if the Bruins missed the playoffs. I think 27% of their games um, are still against the Buffalo Sabres, and they have arguably the best top line in hockey with Marshawn, Bergeron, Pasternak. Um, there's not many that can top that. Uh, maybe that, maybe besides the Avalanches one or Vegas's, but Boston's is up there um, with basically anyone. But yeah, I think there's a lot more consistency to the game right now. They still got to clean up the defensive effort, especially in front of the net. If you look at the heat maps on natural stat trick, um, there's a whole lot of red in the high danger um, area almost every game. They clean that up. Um, they're going to be sitting pretty, um, not just for the rest of the season, but for the playoffs as well. And as each passing day goes and they continue to win more games, I get more and more confident that this team can make a run in the Stanley Cup playoffs. They just have to maybe make a couple tweaks, like I said in this episode, and in prior episodes and then I really do think that this team will be a true Stanley Cup contender and try to get that fourth Stanley Cup for Sidney Crosby and Eddie Malkin. We'll see what Brian Burke and Ron Hextall have up their sleeves. So that'll do it for this episode of the Longtime Penguins podcast. I'll have another episode uh, tomorrow evening to recap the second game against the Bruins for an episode on Wednesday and then of course the Penguins play Thursday um, against the Devils um, with that two-game road trip. But big win tonight. That's six in a row. We'll see if they can make it seven in a row uh, on Tuesday night when the Penguins play Boston again. And um, I, I will announce this now. I'm probably going to be doing something on the Locker Room app later on this week. I might do it actually tomorrow. Might do it on Thursday. I have not decided what day yet. Uh, I'm going to be doing that once a week. It's basically I put out a room. It's like a chat room where you all can just write to me or I can put you on the mic and you guys can talk to me about the game and stuff. And I'll be doing that once a week probably after a game. Just to, you know, just to interact with you all because I don't get a chance to do that enough at times, I feel like. But I just wanted to announce that to you all at the end of this episode. But again, thank you all so much for listening to this one, and I'll talk to you all on Tuesday evening.